1: Welcome to Talking Giants presented by Geek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick and we got ourselves a preview. It's the first time we're going into a preview with a winning record. I'm going to keep saying that until it's not true. Like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, if we lose this game, I want to make sure we took advantage of having a winning record for at least one week. Uh, we got Jared Feinberg of the Cat Crave Bra- uh, blog for an interview, and then Danny King is going to join us for segments. Justin, how you feeling? Going into week two. Let's go 2-0, oh, baby.
2: Bobby, man. Great to see you. Great to be hanging with you. Excited to also see Danny King in a little bit, too. There was a moment this week, you know, because we go crazy. You know, we're, we're putting a lot of content out. We're putting a lot of videos out. You know, two different channels, by the way. Check out JM Football. But um, we're going crazy. But there was a moment this week where I was like, man, I'm going to remember that Tennessee game for the rest of my life. I'm going to remember that for, like, being in Nashville Celebrating with my buddy, David, celebrating with like thousands and thousands of Giants fans in Nashville, Tennessee, a victory. But I don't want to remember that game simply because it was like the only good thing to happen in a season. I want this home opener build off of it. I don't want that Nashville, Tennessee memory week one of 2022 to just be one of those moments that we're going to remember because of the rest of the season sucked. Just like we're always going to remember that Saints game because of the rest of the season sucked like we had last year. Build off of it. Um, I feel kind of funky and weird about this game because I feel like the Giants match up kind of weird with the Panthers. But still, the Panthers are a bad team. The Giants are favored at home. Let's go out and let's do this.
1: Yeah. Uh, Giants favorite for a game for, for a change of things. So yeah, and this Panthers team does have talent. You know, uh, you know, out of, out of the next three weeks, the Panthers team, I think is the toughest matchup. You know, Dallas without Tyron Smith and Dak Prescott. The Bears are, are the Bears. Like, I really do think this is the toughest matchup for the Giants over the next three weeks. So we'll, we'll get into all of it. First, this episode was brought to you by some very, very, very special people. Stalin. Adam Baker. Hopefully you're not related to Baker Mayfield. No. Nope. Ken uh, Keo Freddy, Marcus Richer, which reminds me of Marcus Mosher, an account on Twitter I hate, but I like you, Marcus. And then Captain Morgan 1999, which I'm pretty sure we have a uh, uh, another Captain Morgan. By the way, just quick before you get into it, the fact that like the guy's 1999 and it's like oh that guy's you know 23 years old, it still kind of throws me off. Justin, who are these people?
2: Maybe he just named it after his Captain Morgan that's from 1999, and he's like 45. These wonderful people went to patreon.com slash talkgiants. $2 a month plus some of the tiers. You get to hang out with us while we record the shows live. So, for example, this Sunday, we're going to be hopefully celebrating a victory Monday early. We're going to be celebrating the Ben McAdoo revenge game that he lost a little early. Um, And then Bobby Skinner will also send you some stickers, magnets in the mail and then twice a month, you have an opportunity to win some shirts. We just dropped two two cool shirts this week. Patreon.com slash Talk Giants. Thanks to our patrons. All
1: right, Justin. Let's talk about the Giants' offense and, and how they could attack this Panthers' defense. And I know we've, you know, we joked about it and stuff. But seriously, run the damn ball. Run the damn ball this week. Build off of that momentum that you were able to last week. You know, obviously, this offensive line is much better run blocking than it is pass blocking. And you go up against the Panthers who gave up the second most rushing yards in the NFL last year. The team that gave up the most was the Tennessee Titans. The, Panther, uh, the Panthers gave up 217 rushing yards versus the Cleveland Browns last week. And I know Cleveland Browns, awesome offensive line, good running backs. Like they have talent all over the offense except for at quarterback, essentially. But the Panthers had 10 most tackles last week. I, I think they are a softer. And, and, and at times, undisciplined defense. You know, they don't always read their keys. I think this is a team where, if we're a team that pins and pulls and can break some tackles with Saquon Barkley, um, it's simple. You know, we're not giving you, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel right here. But seriously, like, let it start with the run game. I'm not, you know, not going to run the ball 40 times, but run the damn ball.
2: Yeah, the thing that saved the Giants last week, Bobby, were were the explosive plays. You had the 66-yard sixty six Saquon Barkley run that led to a Saquon Barkley touchdown. You had the 65-yard Sterling Shepard reception for a touchdown. The 33-yard Sterling uh, um, Saquon Barkley run that led to the Chris Myrick touchdown. So those three explosive plays set up touchdowns, right? They need to get better on early down efficiency. I mean, they just need to. Um, Like f- three of their seven third downs that they faced in the first half were, for f- were from 14 plus. And their average third and to go distance throughout the entire game, Bobby, was third and nine and third and 10. That was their average throughout the entire game. So I hear you when you say run the ball because they were successful running the ball on first down. They had a 57 percent successful play rate running the ball on first down. I consider a successful play if you run the ball on first down to be four or more yards, and I consider a successful play on first down if you throw the ball to be six or more yards. They only had a successful play rate when throwing the ball 12.5%. So that's a huge discrepancy. Running the ball was working. That's what they were doing. They need to be better on early downs because you're probably not going to have two 60-yard plays that end up in touchdowns this week. So you need to be better on early downs. That's what I'm looking at. I do want to see them throw the ball a little bit more on early downs, But you got to be efficient doing so. And if the running game is there, then do it.
1: Yeah, and and run right. Like, I want to run at Brian Burns. Like, Brian Burns is not a good run defender. Um, And he's a a good pass rusher. He's nowhere near a great pass rusher. Um, You know, they're going to move him on both sides. And I would love for the idea of, like, hey, we got... Brian Burns is on the right side, and I know you can't always predict this, but like, hey, let's let's check, let's see if we could check too and and get into a run. And obviously the Giants had success against that. The Panthers had no success stopping it. So it's kind of force us, force us to not run the ball. You know, if the Panthers are stopping the run, then you gotta get more, you know, first down passes. But you know, the Giants gave up five sacks last week. Four really. I don't know why they counted that read option that Rashad Weaver had as a sack, but so four real sacks. And so you talked about, like, how they got behind the sticks on on third downs. Well, a lot of that was because of sacks. Yep, absolutely. You know, so the way to avoid that, you know, you you do not coach scared, obviously, but if you have a a successful run game, then run, run the ball on first down.
2: Yeah, and I trust this coaching staff to determine, unlike previous coaching staffs, if the run is working. They're going to stick with it on early downs, and if it is efficient, because the Giants' rushing game was way more efficient than passing, which that usually doesn't happen on like that EPA basis. It usually, never happens in a game, but it did last week, right against the, against the Titans. I trust this coaching staff to determine if the run is not working, then we're going to go back to throwing it on early downs, which I think they want to do. So that's where I feel good in this in this coaching staff and trusting that if the run game is working, then do it.
1: Yeah, and what I'm you know we're we we're, we're on the same page. But I also don't want the Giants to do what the Tennessee Titans did last week, where it's like, "Hey, we got Derrick Henry, we just want to run the ball, even though they're stacking the box and it's right, not working." Right, so yes, if, So, if Titans that's lost the, Pan- the game because of that. If the Panthers, you know, do that and they're having success in that, then obviously move off of it. And I do, you know, I think Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than what he showed last week. So I think we can we'll have more success in the passing game than we did last week. And part of that is, you know, in the passing game, we need our interior offensive line to step up. You know, one, those guys got to play better. I think we're going to see a snap share from Bredesen and Azuda. And I've went back and forth on that. Like, I do think Azuda should sit. But also, it's like, man, he is good in the run game. You know, he had some good plays. So, I, I go back and forth on that. Um, but at the same time, they're not facing Jeff Simmons this week. Jeffrey Simmons this week. Who's a monster. Like, they got Derek Brown, who's, um hasn't lived up to his hype. Like, he's an okay player. Uh, you know, Matt Ioannidis. Like, that's a lot different front. And again, even... You know, uh, Brian Burns, like Bud Dupree, gives me more worries going against. You know, whoever goes against Andrew Thomas doesn't worry me at all, but going against Evan Neal, Bud Dupree gives me more worry than than Brian Burns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. the The thing that might worry me is as Bud Dupree is doesn't like the counter inside very much, where Brian Burns does. Um, so that could be an issue. But at the same time, the Panthers don't blitz a ton. And, you know, they're going to, I think, going to do those, you know, half man slides to the right side a lot. So hopefully Gawinski's there being able to help. And the interior is not just busted up because the interior couldn't really help Evan Neal last week because they were getting wrecked. You know, so it's hard to pass stuff off when guys are just getting wrecked right off of right off of the snap. So just need those guys to step up. I'm not saying like this off. We need our interior officer line to be really good this week. No but they can't be as bad as they were last week because they they wrecked the game plan last yes, week. They, they really did. did. You know, they force sacks, you know, there was, you know, uh like and and you could see it in the way Daniel Jones was playing. Like that interior offensive line being that bad. Like we can't we can have it be bad, but we can't have it be as bad as it was last week.
2: Yep, yeah, 100% agree. Passing um, game has to be better.
1: As far as their secondary, Jeremy Chinn's a good player. They move him around a bit, but he uh, he plays down more towards the line of scrimmage. Um J. C. Horn, he got two holding penalties last week. If you you know, kind of living up to his draft profile, he's aggressive, and he gets holding penalties. So if I'm the Giants, I want to throw double moves at him. Does the you Giant know. do the Giants have a number one wide receiver on the team? Uh, no, uh, they they really don't. Could, uh, Gallaudet did not look good last week. You know, he looked slow, and that's what you know. We I said I was like, I'm going to wait till the regular season to hold out judgment. Well, guess what? He doesn't look good. And I thought they misused him a couple times. Um, Like, they had him as the clear out for a dagger concept where you're in the slot and you are just trying to clear out the safety. And it was like, he just couldn't get through it. Like, he was just so slow. Um, You know, and he looked confused a few times. But, yeah, I I don't know. Like, right now, my guess would be Sterling Shepard. But even then, Sterling Shepard only had two catches last week. One was obviously big. I'm going to give you a take. You ready for this? Don't say it. Richie James, wide receiver one. He's the slot wide receiver. He might get the most catches, but he's not wide receiver one. <laughs> Adam and Fantasy.
2: <laughs> what a um, world.
1: I do think Richie I'd, I mean if you ask me who leads the wide receivers and catches it's between Richie Jameson and Sterling Shepard.
2: We'll probably right talk now. we'll probably talk more about that when we get to the fantasy section, so.
1: Um, but yeah. But I mean so but let's talk about that now. Kadarius Tony, yeah. only seven snaps last week, got added to the injury report on Thursday. Um, save the conspiracy theories. He was not on the injury report Wednesday and then was on Thursday. So these teams, you can't hide stuff from the injury report. Like, it's it's against the rules, and if you get caught doing that, you'll get in trouble. So when you guys are hurt and limited in practice, they do put them on the injury report. So that had to be something that happened in practice on Wednesday. Um, I'm not expecting anything out of Kadarius Tony. Like, I, I might expect him to get less than seven snaps this week.
2: It's pretty tough to get less than seven.
1: But but he wasn't on the injured. He wasn't injured last week. Yeah, yeah. And, now they have. He, that, I mean, you uh, watched him play, and he didn't look injured at all.
2: It's very clear they don't want to play him. It's it's clear that they just don't want to play him. Whatever the reason is, they don't you know, trust him. You know, I it's, don't know. It's, it's you know. Um. Yeah, I'm not expecting his role to change unless. Something happens in front of him, wide receiver depth chart wise, and then he ha- then he has to play, and it's similar to last year.
1: I'm not expecting it to change until it changes, because we've seen yes. how they're handling it. Whether it's you know getting the live reps in practice, which again he was limited on on Thursday, um, and then and then obviously there's other stuff as well. Um, I re- you know I'm not ex- I'm not expecting to get anything out of Kadarius Tony this week.
2: Darius Slayton active at least, probably not.
1: I don't think so. You know, because no. you have your outside guys. Shep is can work outside and in, and then you got you know, yeah, I I think Slayton probably stays. Well, actually, they have more guys on the injury report this week, so actually, I do think Slayton will be active. Okay. Uh, because Aaron Robinson is is going to be a new guy who's out. So, um, so yeah, new competition. I, Who
2: plays more snaps, Darius Slayton or Darius Tony? That'll that'll be a fun battle to follow throughout the game as it
1: goes on. So. Do you have anything else on the Giants' offense before we switch over to the defense?
2: No. Let's uh let's be more efficient on early downs, and why not? Let's produce more 20-plus yard plays. If we can produce some 60-yard plays again, that would be great, but I want to see some more 20-plus yard plays that sets up future scores and stuff.
1: I went and watched the game, you know, the film on, on the Panthers' offense, and I was like, I can't believe it. Ben McAdoo hasn't changed one bit. They look like a Jason Garrett offense. It is quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game. Like, it, it was unreal to watch. Like, I kept on just going, like, will the next play be quick game? It's quick game. You know, Baker Mayfield had the fourth quickest uh, time to throw last week, and that this is, a, and that's not Baker Mayfield style. Like, in 2020, he had the second highest time to throw. You know, and that's not an O-line snap. That's a, you know, when are system. you throwing? That's more of a quarterback stat and, sit, and quarterback and system stat. So that's not something that fits Baker. Um, and he had some misses too like he didn't look good last week but they are they are built on the quick game like it, it looks like a Jason Garrett offense and I think that does play a little into the Giants hands because when they did go it was kind of like an all or nothing like they had one big deep play to Robbie Anderson it was verse too high and it was just, it was you know the like we see how the big how do big plays happen versus too high coverage well Solt the middle. That and you get a safety who comes down and plays over aggressive on an underneath route, and they were running flood, which is it's basically a half field three level read. You have one guy deep, one guy uh, in the intermediate game, and then one guy short. Safety uh, bites on 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 a, on a deep out and leaves Robbie Anderson over an open. And Baker Mayfield did a good job of getting the ball to him on that. Like that was like the one po- like really positive play for Baker Mayfield. Now. The Browns front is very different than the Giants. The Giants, I'm not expecting Aziz to play at all. Kayvon, it, I'm I'm still not expecting it, but maybe. Um, the Browns front is way more dangerous, obviously, and they have a Kamequana who struggled. You put your facing a, a, what I think is the best defensive player in the NFL in Miles Garrett, but at the same time, your your offensive identity doesn't totally change. Like that's what the Panthers' offense is going to be. It may it's it's not going to be as. Uh, like quick game conservative as last week, but that is what this Ben McAdoo Carolina Panthers offense is.
2: Adoree Jackson needs to follow DJ Moore, just like he did with uh, who did he follow last week? Robert Woods. just just like he did last week, and then CB two, who was playing CB two with Aaron Robinson out because he got his appendix taken out.
1: Who do you? Th- I, I'm gonna say it's Fabian Moreau. Yeah, I mean, all these, I mean he's the only
2: guy who's played. I think they're willing to play these young guys, though.
1: Who are these young guys? Nick McLeod is well. Is Flott's hurt? Or Ryan McLeod? Is Flott hurt? No, but Flott's a nickel corner. Like I don't think they're gonna throw Flott. Flott out there was
2: listed that. as the backup outside corner on the but. Baby Moreau's tracks. on
1: the practice squad because he's a vet. I
2: think they're. I th- I I don't think anybody's gonna get 100. I think I think Flott's gonna play. So.
1: I would – I'm going to – I think it's going to be Fabian Moreau. I don't I don't think they're – you know, Flot didn't get any snaps last week with Darnay Holmes struggling. So I, I don't think we're going to get any Cordell Flot. And if we do, it will be very minimal. Yeah, Especially I'm, on the outside.
2: Is it bad that uh, – you know, I know you're listening to a show and you want to hear our opinions, but if your name's not Aaron Robinson or Cordell Flott in the secondary, I kind of don't care. And it's like, what are we doing? You
1: know? <laughs> I mean, you want to have uh, a functioning. Oh, by the way, I guess we this is people were living on. Dinner. No, Aaron Robinson is out this week. He had his appendix uh, yeah, removed. I, said that. I don't. I, I want Fabian Moreau out there. Like I'm not rushing Cordell Flott out on the outside. Like I, I know this is a rebuilding year, and I, I don't want to lose sight of that. But Cordell Flott will get parent plenty of opportunity. And with the way that Darnay Holmes has looked week one, and, and might look going forward. I would like Cordell Flott working in the nickel. Like, I think there's a better chance Cordell Flott gets nickel reps this week than he does outside reps.
2: All right. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm rooting for any of that, to be honest, because uh, I'm a whole lot more interested seeing how Cordell Flott's going to do, even if he struggles a little bit, than Fabian Moreau. So when I say I don't care, it means that it's not that I'm not concerned about it. I am very concerned about it, and I think that it's going to go badly, but I just don't have a huge emotional investment like Fabian Moreau.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean I'm not sitting here saying like I want Fabian Rose the next cornerback on this team, but I want I think he's by far the most competent to play out there. He started a sure. lot of games in the NFL, gave up a lot of yards last year, but he's also facing Robbie Anderson, who's kind of an all or nothing type wide receiver. It's like, like Deshaun Jackson. yeah, like a uh the poorest of poor Deshaun Jackson's. Um like he is not a good wide receiver, but he's a good deep threat, so he's gonna get yards. DJ yeah. Moore is really good, so I do think I agree with you. Adore Jackson's got to mirror him and follow him all over the field. Um, Terrace
2: Marshall has kind of been disappointing. Terrace Marshall's like not to...
1: getting snaps for them. Shy Smith, who they drafted last year out of South Carolina guy, like he's their starting slot guy. All
2: right, there you go. Well, so, let's talk about let's talk about Christian McCaffrey.
1: Christian McCaffrey got bottled up last week. He had ten carries for 33 yards, four catches for twenty four yards. The running doesn't stress me because the Giants are going to load the box. That's what Wink Martindale does. The receiving game does. The Browns did a good job of bottling him up. You know he he had his all his his all of his receiving yards came on two screen catches. Um You had a stat about Xavier McKinney playing down to the box, and I think that should be more so this week. You know, like you can pull up pull it up, but I think Xavier McKinney the way to help in the receiving game versus Christian McCaffrey on a Giants team that got eight up by uh the running backs in the receiving game is let's bring let's bring Xavier McKinney down and let's play more three safety sets with Tony Jefferson. You know, um you're not facing you're not facing a physical running back as as you did uh, last week like. I think you're going to see more three safety sets with Tony Jefferson, Julian Love playing deep and that allows that allows you to have xavier mckinney and tony jefferson focus in the flats like the giants run ran a lot of cover three so you're going to be covering the flats with those guys you can allow safeties to cover that area but also you know when you're manned up you can you don't you don't have linebackers covering tight ends either because that's not a winning battle even though ian thomas is kind of a mad tight end
2: yeah yeah so that's that that bobby was referencing last week um xavier mckinney Um, logged a total of 25 snaps inside the box on Sunday. PFF had it labeled as 19 snaps inside the box and then five five snaps on what they called the D-line. Yeah, so that means that's box. You're in the box. So 25 snaps inside the box on Sunday. That was the most of his entire career, like in any single game that he has taken inside the box. Um, He was sent on a total of three blitzes, in 2021, seven total in 2020, he was sent on four on Sunday. So there's a good chance that if he's sent on another four blitzes this Sunday, that it's already going to be the most blitzes that he sent on his entire career. And he also had two pressures on Sunday too. But so Xavier McKinney should be in these safeties like I will feel very, very uncomfortable if I'm seeing on a routine basis, like Tay Crowder and Austin Kaleicher or Micah McFadden covering uh Christian McCaffrey in this pass game. Like get these safeties down there, play with more safeties. Um, because that is how I think Carolina can beat us with Xavier, with uh, Christian McCaffrey out there in space doing what he does.
1: I would take Austin Khalicho just off the field. He didn't he doesn't he didn't fit up great in the run game, anyways. Like I would be living out of three safety sets this week. Yeah. Um and if you're doing two, I'd like to see a Micah McFadden. So, and, and then obviously they're going to stack the box first to run game. All right, anything else before we throw it to this interview?
2: No. Excited for the interview, excited for Danny King.
1: Well, if you want to go to this game, the home opener of the Giants, well, you got to use SeatGeek. And today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Live events are back, which means you could get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek with promo code GIANTS. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. We've got the apps on our phones. Whether it's football, concerts, basketball, baseball, festivals, or more, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure you are getting a good deal. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket on SeatGeek is backed by their buying guarantees, so you can shop for tickets with confidence. Don't worry, we've got the hookup. Use code Giants for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code Giants. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. And here's Jared Feinberg of the Cat Craw- Crawled Ball. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome onto the program Jared Feinberg. He covers the Pan- Carolina Panthers, does some NFL draft work as well, but covers the Panthers for Cat Crave, a fan-sided. Jared, how you doing? Um, and I just, before we get into the questions, I was rooting for Baker to get one versus the Browns. I really was, you know, just the way, and I'm not even a, really a Baker fan, but I was rooting for him to get one versus the Browns. That was a, I watched that game. That was pretty heartbreaking towards the end.
0: Yeah, man. And I'm doing well. I really am. And watching the game Sunday, you know, I was like, this sucks. It, like from a fan perspective, it sucked not seeing Baker Mayfield get his revenge on the Cleveland Browns. But, I mean, he came so close and a couple blown calls at the end um, for, I guess, the Browns case um, helped them win the game, I guess. So, you know, it is what it is. We're moving on to the Giants. So I'm looking forward to having this talk with you about the Giants tonight.
1: Yeah. And we'll, we'll start with Baker, um, a new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, who Giants fans are very familiar with um, new quarterback in Baker Mayfield. How did they attack the Browns defense? Because it seemed, you know, you look at some spray charts and it seemed like kind of an all or nothing attack at times. How, how? What were the ways that they tried to attack them in the passing game?
0: You know, earlier in the game, you know, the rhythm wasn't quite there for Mayfield. He w- He was kind of antsy in the pocket. He wasn't really sure of himself at first. And I think that had to do with a little bit of just week one rustiness and not having enough reps with the first team offense to really develop that true chemistry. Um, And I I believe, you know, a little bit was, you know, McAdoo was just trying to get Mayfield into a rhythm and it didn't work at first. But once it started going, you know, you saw Mayfield making really good quick decisions, um, going through his progressions left to right, right to left. uh, he, he definitely looked impressive, and it, it, was, it was really nice to see competent quarterback play at the position for Carolina. Um, you know, you're going to see a much more aggressive passing attack from Carolina going forward, especially with how Mayfield is as a quarterback. He's an aggressive quarterback that will take shots when he wants to and when he feels like he needs to. Um, but it seemed like throughout this game, this past Sunday, he was a little bit more decisive. Uh, not, not in a bad way, per se. Maybe early on in the game, it was, it, it was sort of in a bad way. But as the game went along, he was a little bit more decisive and got the ball out quickly, got the ball out to his targets on time. There was very little instances of him late on throws. It was just nice to see Mayfield kind of, just do his thing, not really overthink it. That's what he did in the first half and the second half, especially in the fourth quarter when he let that um, comeback attempt for the Carolina Panthers. you, You saw Mayfield was sort of the same quarterback we saw in 2020. And if he continues to play that way this season, Carolina Panthers could be in a good place as long as their coaching staff doesn't, you know, mess them up over the next Sixteen weeks of the season.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously the Giants and Panthers played last year, so that sticks out in Giants fans' minds. But you know, as we've pointed out um, to them, is Baker not you know not some world beater quarterback in the NFL was traded by you know the team that drafted him, but he is a significant upgrade over Sam Donald. Um, you know, and and even and especially in that Giants game last year. I mean, you know, Rule pulled him out for PJ Walker in that game because it was just it was some really bad stuff out there. That being said, we didn't see Christian McCaffrey in that game last year. Um, and we know how dynamic he is, but the Browns bottled him up, you know. When I was I was shocked to go and, and 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 look at the numbers on that, especially in the receiving game. What were they able to do to stop him from, you know, having a good game or even having, you know, like the big plays that we're used to with him?
0: They knew how to attack Mayfield's weaknesses. They were really getting pressure on early on. I mean, well, honestly, they were sending Probably a lot of uh, four man rushes. You, was, you saw them covering up the A gap a little bit, trying to disguise coverages um, at the second level. Really trying to throw Baker off. You know they were playing fast, aggressive, but smart. I think Cleveland just they ha- they were so well coached in that game uh, with so much talent on the defensive side of the ball. Of course, with Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome. Um, I consider Grant Delba a talented safety. I think he can develop into a really good piece for that secondary. John Johnson, uh, Troy Hill, I believe, is back with the Browns as well. The Browns really did a good job in coverage throughout the game. And Panthers just really never established a run game to really help Mayfield kind of counterbalance that rhythm a little bit to help him help himself get going in the passing game so i feel like a little bit in the first half was again mcadoo trying to get mayfield into rhythm it just wasn't working the browns were anticipating it and they just played great great pass defense throughout the game um you saw a lot of a lot ah, a lot of cover two throughout the game Get and Mayfield just wasn't able to hit anything deep. He wasn't able to really get anything in the intermediate. And when he tried to go um, short game, that either the pass was caught like right as soon as – or the tackle was made as soon as the pass was, pass was caught or it, it ended up going incomplete because of a great play by the defensive back. So there wasn't really anything going for the Panthers' offense early on until they were able to establish that rhythm with
1: Mayfield the browns have arguably in my well, in my opinion he's the best defensive player in the nfl in miles garrett where the giants they can't they can't get to the pass rusher or to the quarterback with four do you think that will make like a significant difference or, or were the browns just winning in other ways besides miles garrett being a beast
0: um i i, I think miles garrett was a big piece of the browns being successful defensively but they were winning in different areas as well i mean of course they were... Caroline was trying to throw the ball on all three downs for most of the first, most of the first half. And the Browns were just anticipating it the, the entire time. When it came to, you know, Miles Garrett, he made some big plays and he was able to get, he had two sacks, two consecutive sacks. I mean, just an absolute monster, but I, I, w- I really did appreciate rookie Akeem Kwanu's, um game against Miles Garrett. In his first career start in the NFL, Held his own against Miles Garrett, despite giving up two sacks. They did look bad, but what do you? What else do you expect from a rookie left tackle against the best pass rusher in the NFL? So I, I'm not really too concerned about that. I was more impressed with Ike McGuanu's progress there against Garrett. Um, you know, with the Giants. I I think you're going to see a little bit better of a more balanced attack, a little bit better of a rhythm with Mayfield and McAdoo. I think McAdoo will be able to kind of start going with the ground game after kind of ignoring it throughout most of the game last week. I think you'll see much more of Christian McCaffrey and Deontay Foreman this week. You may end up seeing um, some stuff with DJ Moore in the run game potentially. Uh, You know, I – do remember at some point during training camp and throughout the preseason that they plan on using DJ more in in some unique fashion, not really a deep, deep Samuel type of fashion, but more letting being able to use his skill set to their advantage. So I believe Carolina will have a little bit of a better offensive game plan going into uh, the Giants game. But if Kayvon Thibodeau is healthy, if um, as CEOo Julari is healthy it could end up being a difficult matchup again because those two are very talented pass rushers
1: yeah I, I don't think those guys are gonna play which is why really wow it, it's it, it does't it, they could but I'll, I'll, you know we're recording this on Wednesday night mm-hmm. um for uh, the people listening on Friday it's just, it just doesn't look that way and it was so noticeable in that first game where they just couldn't get uh, any type of pass rush with four. Um, And I know you'll look at, you know, like people will look at the blitz rate and they'll say 49%. But a lot of that was to like, hey, sending a corner, dropping out a lineman, you know, uh, you know, sending an inside linebacker, dropping out an outside linebacker. So they were rushing four for the majority of the game.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, But they just weren't able to ever get home without those two guys. And I actually think it might be a better matchup. I'm more worried about McCaffrey because Wink Martindale is going to stack the ball because that's what he's always done. Even last year when their defense was horrible, they were like great against the run. Is McCaffrey in the receiving game? Because that's where, you know, we, they held Derek Henry under four yards of pop. Where they got killed was their backup running back, Doncho Hilliard, was able to attack. Like the linebackers really struggle mm-hmm. in coverage. And that's where I think it's, it's a much, for the Giants, it's a much, Christian McCaffrey is a much harder matchup than in Derek Henry because of that receiving ability.
0: Absolutely. And Christian McCaffrey, I think, arguably, when healthy, is probably the best running back in football. Um, Especially of
1: the- receiving wise, yes. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, And then, of course, you know, I I know we're probably going to talk about the Panthers run defense at some point, probably here in just a few moments. But, you know, Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, both similar talents, in my opinion, just incredibly well gift, just incredibly gifted running backs that can really just change a game in an instant because of the talent they bring. Now I know running backs have become devalued over the years and, you know, Barkley's entering a big year to where he needs to prove that um, he, he can stay healthy and be yeah. a true weapon for the giants. Um, if he can stay healthy and perform like he did last week against it, against the Titans, I think Barkley's going to be in for a big contract extension. I don't know if the giants will pay him bigger money than they than the panthers did with christian mccaffrey but it'll be interesting to see what they do with saquon barkley this year
1: well let's talk about the panthers defense every not every there's some in the league but it's most defenses have a weak area whether it's a nickel corner their outside cornerback too you know their inside linebackers just can't fill in the run or their defensive tackles are pass rushers what is what is that area that if you were game planning for the Panthers defense
0: as an offensive coordinator, like this is where I want to attack and this is how we're going to do it. You got to attack the second level. You you definitely need to attack these, the second level for Carolina because they, they struggled to fit against the run Um, run defense was the biggest weakness for Carolina without a doubt yesterday uh, or not yesterday on Sunday. And, you know, they gave up over 200 yards rushing to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It, It was not, it wasn't a record-setting performance against the Panthers, but for a team that had a high expectations for this defense, for a fan base that ha- had high expectations for this defense, it was a, it was definitely a disappointing outcome. But at the same time, the Panthers were playing arguably one of the better offensive lines in the league where you had Jedrick Willis, you had White Teller on that offensive front. It was going to be a tough matchup either way. Plus, you have to tackle Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I saw plenty of times where Carolina was able to wrap him up, but wrap him and Kareem Hunt up. I can't speak today. Um, And, you know, they just slid off. They literally slid off of Hunt and Chubb, and Chubb and Hunt ended up going for over – 200 yards combined it was just it was an unbelievable performance for the Browns they did a really good job game planning against the Panthers while Wyatt Teller was a big part of the of the Browns success on the ground I do think that the Panthers may have better success to uh, this coming weekend against the Giants because you know sure they have Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas Andrew Thomas is has improved greatly over the last few seasons. I've really appreciated Thomas as a draft analyst, um, seeing his progression throughout the years and seeing him healthy, seeing him playing well um, makes me happy. But at the same time, that's going to be a tough matchup for Brian Burns. Um, And I believe the Panthers need to attack um, the edges of the the Giants offensive line with speed, with plenty of speed or power to speed. Speed to power. It's it's going. And again, I don't think it's a like impossible matchup for Carolina. I think it'll be definitely an easier matchup than what it was last week. But I think the Panthers will be more disciplined against the run this coming uh, this coming Sunday against the Giants.
1: Browns are definitely better on the inside with Patino, like you said, Wyatt Teller. I actually did a video on. Uh, The Nick Chubb power O run ended up getting like 26 yards and Wyatt Teller was able to do a crazy reach block on on the backside. But you mentioned Brian Burns. This is a simple question. Does he switch sides or does he kind of just stay like over
0: the left tackle or over the right tackle? He switched sides and you you have to account for Brian Burns on every play because you don't know which side he's lining up. Um, A very athletic, very speedy uh, pass rusher who I believe has gotten better throughout the last few years. Uh, When it comes to run defense, like his rookie year, he he was just awful against the run. I think now he has shown a lot of progress um, as a run defender. And, of course, he is a talented pass rusher. He's probably one of the more talented pass rushers in the league that I believe could end up finally hitting 10 sacks. He has come so close to racking up two to three sacks a game um, every week and he just barely misses out on the quarterback he just hasn't been able to finish I think we saw flashes of that again um, on Sunday against the Browns as the game went on I, th- I think there were some Panther fans that were like Brian Burns he just was not good Burns was very impactful against the Browns um, he may-, it may have not shown up on the box score but it's more important to see how he did on film versus how he did in the box score Burns really affected the quarterback well he did a good job setting it a firm edge even though you know Chubb just ran all over them on Sunday but you know Brian Burns is something that or someone that the Giants will have to account for this weekend and it will be another tough matchup against a really talented pass rusher
1: my last question will be the corners on the outside. Obviously, J.C. Horn coming back off the injury. How how confident do you feel in, in the cornerback group for the Panthers?
0: I feel really confident. And, you know, J.C. Horn, He this is his fifth start in the NFL. He only played three games because of injury last year. Um, played it in his first game back this past weekend. And he did a fairly good job. He had a couple holding calls that, you know, still need to be worked out. But – at the same time, in, in some ways, he's still a rookie. Like he's only played, this is, will be his fifth game as a starter. And I have a lot of confidence in J.C. Horn to be their number one quarter. Dante Jackson, he can match up well with um, Giants um, speedsters such as uh, Kadarius Tony. I know he's getting a little bit more involved in the passing game, which is good to see. Um, very talented, very uh, decisive runner after the catch. Um, another guy that I think has impressed or impressed as well. Last week was CJ Henderson. He did a good job locking up one of the best route runners in football, Amari Cooper. Um, He was with him in phase the entire time, made some great plays on the ball. He had that really weird pass interference at one point during the game that kind of cost Carolina field position um, defensively. And I think the Browns ended up scoring on that drive, but CJ Henderson, JC Horn, Dante Jackson, that's a really good three piece in the cornerback room. So I'm really excited to see how they do um, against the Giants receivers and going forward this season. Jared, I appreciate you jumping on.
1: Where can people uh find you so they could get you know some NFL draft content? And we always like to keep up with other
0: teams too. You can find my content over at Cat Gray blog as well as my Twitter account at Jrod NFL Draft. You can also find some most of my draft work over at bluechipscouting.com.
1: Awesome, man. I really appreciate you jumping on. And um, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, the Ben McAdoo revenge game this Sunday. So appreciate you. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Good to be here.
2: All right, welcome back to the show. And before we talk to Danny King, we got to talk about the Candlewick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey. If you're headed up to MetLife Stadium this Sunday before the game or after the game, Candlewick Diner is your spot to go and check out. I think it's the best diner in New Jersey. And you never know, last year I ran into Raymond Johnson after a Giants game one day, one Sunday. You never know who you're going to run into after the game hopefully you'll be celebrating a victory monday a little bit early candlewick diner is located a mile up the road from metlife stadium there is a full service bar in-house bakery and free delivery extensive menu from breakfast to burgers to steaks to pasta a spot frequently visited by giants players like i said candlewick diner if you're going to be coming out for the dallas monday night game as well they're going to be catering that so if you've had any of our if you've been to any of our events, like last year against Washington, FanFest this year, and then Monday night against Dallas in two weeks, they're going to be catering all those events. So I want you to check out the candwick Diner in East Rutherford, New Jersey, for all your diner favorites, thanks to Candlewick.
1: You'll be glad you did. We now welcome on to the program. He's a meteorologist. And honestly, he shoved it in a lot of people's faces, because we got, like... A lot of, like, a surprisingly, a surprising amount of tweets on Sunday morning talking trash on this guy because they said he was wrong about the weather, but he was not wrong about the weather. We welcome on weatherman Danny King. Danny, how you doing?
3: I'm doing good. I mean, I was, I was reconsidered if I even wanted to come on the show because all the doubt and <laughs> that happened on Sunday. But you know, I decided to show my face again because I just, I, that's what I do. I'm just a beast no, at you my need day to, job. This is a, this is a, I'm putting my nuts on the table show. For it you. was. It sense. was the moment. The moment I saw no rain, I was like, I, "I've won." I, this no doubt in my mind. I am clearly a professional weatherman. That's what I got my degree in. Don't check me on that. But this is what I do. Okay, you're Walter White. I, I don't get paid for nothing around here. I, I think
1: some people were like, "No," I don't think there were some people who, you know, sometimes you forget. Like we live in this show. Um. And there's people who listen for the first time. And I think people, like, there. I got some tweets, and I think people thought, like, we have, like, an actual meter all just coming to join us for fantasy drafts and spread picks and stuff. Danny, and we didn't do, and that's one Danny drop. King.
3: What's the, what's the weather, Danny? Didn't I, I, one, I, drop. one drop, that's all I needed to hear. Well, the weather on Sunday is supposed to be fantastic. Uh, it's going to be 81 degrees on Sunday, completely clear skies. That's what my forecasts are saying right now. No rain, though, but it's going to be clear. It's going to be yeah, it's just going to be 81 degrees, 52% humidity. It's not that bad. It's, it's it's a little warm for September, I think, but I guess autumn doesn't happen until like the 22nd. So, I guess you can't complain, but it's going to get up to 85, 86 actually by the fourth quarter. So, it's going to be a steamy one at Medlife, but I think the humidity's down, so you shouldn't be sweating. You you shouldn't have any nasty pit stains, or unless the Giants are making you sweat. That's mm, also a possibility.
1: Good point. All right. So, you guys should be all set for the home opener. Danny yeah, we do. We have trivia this week.
3: We do have trivia this week. I was a bad guy, and I did forget to look at some trivia. So I looked at probably one of the best Giants trivia accounts on on uh, Twitter right now. It's Giants Daily Trivia at trivia underscore n y g. Uh, that's our boy Wes, the legend. That's his account. So this week, this is brought to you by him. Uh, so obviously, the Giants played the Panthers last week. So, and you guys remember last year when Daniel Jones made that incredible catch, made it better than Tom Brady and both Nick Foles. It was against the Panthers. I'm yes. aware.
1: Yeah, I remember do that you, huge Do you catch. remember
3: who threw the pass? Because I was looking at the choices and I was like, huh, I actually don't remember.
1: So I, I 100% know this, so I'm going to let Justin answer first to see if he can mess this up.
3: Why do I have a
2: feeling like it was like David Sills?
1: Say who it was. Danny? No, oh, no. Me? Oh, Is that your answer?
0: That's, my,
2: that's my
3: answer. It's a, no, oh, no, 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 no. It no, was last no, year. No, Colin, no, Johnson, no, Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson.
1: It's Dante, it's Dante Pettis. Both,
3: yeah, it's Shit. Dante Pettis. I legitimately was looking at the options. I was like, wait, wait, which one is it? <laughs> I can't Dante, believe you guys I, remember. I forgot that. The baseball player or Dante Pettis? I legitimately forgot about that play. And then I went back and watched it for like the next like 10 hours and I was it brought so much joy. All right let's get into our fantasy draft uh
1: what we do is we do four we do four rounds and we pick players from the giants and the team they're playing it's a good way for us to have competition and then highlight some of the matches i have the first pick i am the leader after week after week one 48.4 points daniel will be picking third he had a good week too 46.8 points so he's only a a 1.6 points behind me and third place is losing by more points than he was at the end of last season. Who I'm and off he to finished a great last start. season? Justin had six point one points last <laughs> uh, week. He is down by forty two point three points. I mean, that's you can't you can't start off worse. I have the first pick this week, and I don't need to do much explaining. It's Saquon Barkley. Obviously, you know, should have been the FedEx Ground Player of the Week. Um, so I hate FedEx from now on because they screwed him out of that, but. He's going to be involved in the receiving game a ton, too. So, like, at minimum, he's going to have four or five catches. So, it's the safest and the highest ceiling pick. Saquon Barkley, easy pick number one. Justin.
2: Christian McCaffrey is my pick. And good thing I'm taking him because I've had terrible betting luck. I've had terrible fantasy luck on this show. Not luck, brother. um, Christian McCaffrey, because it makes sense and nobody else on this fantasy board, is guaranteed basically anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's a surefire number three pick, but it's a drop off. Like this is this is actually one of the tougher weeks for it, man, because it's just the Giants' wide receiver room is such a question. Neither one of these these teams has like true tight ends who put up consistent production. This is a tough week. So, Danny, you got back to back picks, and um, this this could this is not a great week to be picking third. But who are you picking third?
3: No, I actually misread the draft order at first, so I thought I was picked second. I was actually looking at the standings, so that's ah. unfortunate for me. But I'm going to take uh, DJ Moore. I'm yeah, that's, rock- the,
1: that's the obvious three pick. You yeah, know. it was, so it was staying, obvious. Everyone's staying so, true to the Bobby Big Board. Do you wander off the Bobby Big Board for pick four?
3: That That's the question I have next. Is I am sitting on the idea of Robbie Anderson himself, because he's projected for uh, 11 points next week. Or this week, I should say. So I think it's just such a tough one because it. I feel like it's right now. It's just too early to take Richie James, and I feel like the Giants' secondary might be a little meh this week. So I think I'm just gonna take Robbie.
1: Well, you're staying true to the Bobby Big Board. So we, with well, the my Big boards went one, two, three, four. Yeah, there's just so many question marks with everything with the Giants, where it's just like, well, Robbie Anderson is the very clear cut number two wide receiver for the Panthers. Shy Smith only had one catch last week, so. I agree with it. Um, and our cornerback two position was already a question, and now that guy's injured and out out for the week with Aaron Robinson. So um, uh, it's a solid pick. Justin, wrapping back to you, what do you got second?
2: Did Danny King say it was too early to take Richie James? Yeah, Disagree. He's going, here. He yeah, going I... to lead the team and, like, catches the year. <laughs> Don't give Has... me Richie James.
3: I mentally am not prepared
2: for that, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Everyone saw it coming. I saw it coming. We all saw it coming. The entire world.
1: All right, so the next pick for me is pretty easy. Sterling I'm Sterling Shepherd. You know, we've we've went through the running backs, the top two archers on the Panthers. I would take Sterling Shepard over Richie James. Um I had I had James six on the big board, Shep fifth. But Shep is their best essentially their number their wide receiver one right now. Um so I'm gonna go Sterling Shepherd. Um Against the Carolina Panthers, and I have the next pick. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna hope he doesn't let me down two weeks in a row. I'm gonna go Kenny Galladay. I I don't I hate this pick, but it's like what else What else am I gonna pick at this point? Like this, the big board falls off after the first two rounds, so I'm staying true to the big board. Kenny Galladay is I, well, I'm thinking with my third pick. Justin, who's your third pick?
2: Um, Ian Thomas had two catches for 53 yards last week on three targets. So um, if there's any kind of inconsistency out there, if you got a linebacker out there, um, you know if the Giants' defense still isn't too sure and things, starting tight end for the Panthers.
1: Baker likes to throw to the tight ends as, as well. Um, most of his yards came last week on a seam versus cover three, so it wasn't like he was playing well. But Ian Ian Thomas has been a tight end in for in the NFL for a, a, a long time, so not a long time but he's been like the starting guy for the Panthers since Greg Olsen dipped out of there. So, so yeah, you you were my big boy. All right, Danny. This is interesting. Who are the, your uh, last two picks?
3: Uh yeah, this is this is this is really bad. <laughs> I mean, I've been searching ever since I I did a think... Richie James would actually be gone at this point. I thought maybe Justin would have waited a little bit. You yeah, you're me.
1: insane if you thought didn't think Richie James was. If you thought Richie James would make it this far,
3: I was just. This, is, this might be an all Panther type of week for me. That's where. By I'm the at way, right
1: now. whatever pick that that Danny makes. By the way, he's probably going to be like, "What are you doing?" And it's going to end up like, yeah. sc- like Deontay Foreman had two touchdowns last week as his last yeah. pick. You pick like backup tight ends every week, and they end up scoring <laughs> touchdowns. So. I know you're probably going to do something I hate, but it's going to end up working. So well, just, just I, 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 put the knife. I can in tell my you back.
3: right now. I can tell you right now. I am not taking any of the Panthers running backs. I think screw. It, I'm going to take. Uh, what's his name? I'm going to take the Panthers tight end Thomas Ian Thomas. I believe his name is nope. Justin. Just took Ian Just Thomas. took him. You oh, are Justin, not listening. Give me, to give me Tremble. Give me Tremble. Tommy Trumbull loved him coming out of Notre Dame. Give yeah, me Tommy, Tommy Trumbull
1: was was Justin's guy out of Notre Dame. So now and then so you have back to back picks. what's your last one?
3: My last pick uh it's going to be do a little Tanner Hudson. Chris nah. Myrick. Hudson nah, is actually see. an underrated You know, what, give option. me give me uh, a Give me Maparita this week.
1: Maparita is not a bad pick, so um All right, Justin, finish it off with your uh your last pick.
2: Oh, you know what? I just I just gave two solid options. Um Tanner I'm Hudson call or those Chris solid. Tanner <laughs> Tanner Hudson or Chris Myrick. I'm gonna go with Chris Myrick. Just hope he catches another touchdown pass
3: again.
1: So are we really not gonna
3: pick Kadarius Tony? I mean, he's on the injury report and just how they didn't refuse to use him last week. I can't in good faith take him right now.
1: Well, <clears throat> And I would have taken him if you guys didn't leave their starting slot wide receiver versus Darnay Holmes off on the board. Oh, it's true. Oh shit. I mean, this guy was eighth on my big board. I'm taking. I'm getting him twelfth. I'm finishing off with Shy Smith. So the recap, we're gonna
3: motivate Kadarius Tony. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. motivate Kadarius Toney. And I just think Darnay Holmes is gonna have a lockdown type of week. So I, I was like, who? Shy Smith don't want him. To
1: recap, I have Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, and Shai Smith. Justin has Christian McCaffrey, Richie James, Ian Thomas, and Chris Myrick. And Danny has DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Tommy Chamberlain, Matt Breida. It's sad that Tony's not getting taken, but it is it is what it is. All right, time, is time for Giant Factors, which is essentially X-Factors, but we're a giant show, so we call them Giant Factors. Mine, Justin tried to talk about him, and I wouldn't take the bait in the beginning of this podcast. Adora Jackson is my Giant Factor. Robbie Anderson's not very good you can you can just kind of play your coverages to just like just be disciplined and don't let him get over the top on you DJ Moore's you know as a good wide receiver so, we can we can do different things versus the rest of the team. But if it, Adora Jackson just needs to show up and, and be really good against uh, Robbie uh, Robbie Innocent uh, versus DJ Moore, uh, Adora Jackson only gave it one catch last week. He played really well in the run game. Like, Adora Jackson played really well in his revenge game versus the Tennessee Titans. So, Adora Jackson, you are my week one, week two giant factor. Justin, who is your giant factor?
2: I usually hate going basic, and I never go this basic. But two weeks in a row, I kind of went basic because I said Saquon last week. I'm going to go with Jones, and I know this isn't exactly... GB, what-
1: Giant Factors, what's wrong with you?
2: I know this isn't exactly <laughs> what this segment is about. Um, like I said, I feel bad, but Giants passing offense was bad last week. And I think because that they won the game, I think that 65-yard touchdown that to so show a great throw by the way and a great execution i'm really glad that it happened you can't take it off the board but that was a really bad interception that jones had in the in the red zone as well he did not look comfortable last week and the offensive line was really really bad too so that's a part of it i want daniel jones to, co- to go out there and have a better game this week and i had a tweet that i wound up deleting because i really worded it bad
1: oh i was daniel, so aggravated that you couldn't understand what i was saying about that tweet
2: daniel jones hasn't had Three passing touchdowns in a game since Washington 2019. The chase uh the Andrew excuse me, I almost just messed it up. The Andrew Thomas bowl. Daniel Jones can go out and throw three touchdown passes, and it won't feel like a big deal, but it will be a big deal. So let's go out there, let's do it. Daniel Jones, you're my giant factor.
1: Well, that's what I like about this offense is like did Daniel Jones have a good game last week? I don't think so. But he also went eighteen of or seventeen of twenty-one, two touchdowns, one interception, and that was that's what we considered not a good game where last you know in the past schemes that was like you know what they were going for besides the interception so he
2: only had six games of two passing touchdowns over his last 26 starts
1: yeah all right Danny who is your uh week two giant factor
3: this week I'm gonna take uh, Kadari. not Kadir Tony. That's not the name I was saying. It was Xavier McKinney. Xavier McKinney's my giant factor. You guys are just
1: taking like the main place faces on the team as as giant factors.
3: Yeah, I mean it's the main face, but it's also we need him to come in big this week. I I do not like Ben McAdoo. I think there can only be one good hair gel in New York right now, and that's me with my big ass forehead. And I want Xavier McKinney <laughs> to embarrass Ben McAdoo this week. Him and Wick Mardu, I feel like are going to make Baker feel uncomfortable, show him some things that are just going to make Baker be Baker and not understand what he's looking at. I think Xavier McKinney comes away with a pick this game. You also talked about earlier in the show, uh, how are the Giants going to like truly guard Christian McCaffrey in the passing game because the linebacker core is legitimate. It's just awful. This could be where Xavier McKinney shines a little bit and maybe makes a little few plays on Christian McCaffrey here and there. So the safeties in general, if I could say the safeties position, like him and Love, those two would be my giant factors, but I just went with McKinney because I think McKinney will walk away you and uh with an interception this week, make Baker uncomfortable and just dominate defensively this week.
2: This also uh, could be the debut of Kayvon
1: Thibodeau and
3: it could be. I I, I yeah, don't know. And if he's know. going up if he's
2: going up against K uh that's kinda big.
1: Yeah, we need him to win. Timone Fox, by the way, got a couple sacks on chemical and call it so maybe we get that matchup so maybe timon fox would have been a good giant factor so we're gonna go into spread picks first danny's gonna read an ad but i was just thinking about the chiefs i think patrick mahomes is the x factor for the chiefs tonight mm. all right uh danny read an ad
3: i mean you might think the uh x factor tonight is uh patrick you mahomes. know what I think but on the-, the chargers
1: khalil mack
3: and the Chargers. actually no khalil. joey bosa I just had such a sick transition coming, but it just got rolled up there. Because I think the X Factor tonight is our friends over at DraftKings. Mm. The NFL's opening weekend was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Getting ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game, any football game, there's still plenty this week, and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's crazy. Uh, one more action everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion is that simple this sunday been on any nfl team to win if the team if your team leads by 10 at any point during a game you get paid instantly even if your team loses don't i don't think any team will be leading by more than 10 tonight because or well yesterday when you're leading it because it's gonna be high scoring but 10 points that many teams will do that so many teams giants will do it because they'll be dominating the panthers all sunday afternoon so today Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JohnBoy to get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. When you use when you place a five dollar bet on any football game, that's code JohnBoy only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports bet and partner of the NFL. Do I? I don't think I read the rest. Minimum age? No. Minimum age? Yeah, I do not. That's it. That's the ad right there, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Minimum age and LG, but you do have to read that part.
3: I do. Oh yes, you do.
2: My bad. <sighs> was not listening. I was keeping you on your toes. Uh, I'll just read
3: the call to action again, and we'll get it over. Just, so no, no. Read the, read the, read. The things. Read it. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See notes. She see show notes for details.
1: You'll be glad you did. All right, spread <laughs> picks. Uh, myself Winning and Danny. An right there, baby. Me and Danny are are atop as usual at six and two. The listeners went five and three and justin went three and five as usual justin so (laughs) it's you went three and five last week we got chargers at chiefs thursday night football chiefs minus four who are you going with
2: chargers plus four um i think the revamped chargers defense not going to give the chiefs problems but i think it's just going to be good enough where that chargers offense is going to be better than the
1: chiefs what about you danny
3: uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus four because they uh, now I'm not comparing the Chargers to the Cardinals, but the Ch- uh, Chiefs dogged the Cardinals last week. So I just think it'll be a little more than a four.
1: Yeah, I I got the Chiefs as well. I mean, I think they're the better team. They are my Super Bowl pick this year, so I'm, I'm going to pick them. Uh, and I'm really hoping Brandon Staley fails on fourth down a couple of times tonight because it's so funny when that happens in primetime games uh, and just see Twitter eat itself. So. I'm going Chiefs minus four. The listeners are represented by Mark Reynolds, who's one of the more underrated funny follows on Giants Twitter. Agreed. Um, He's he's going Chargers plus four. Um, Next game, we got uh, Dolphins at Ravens minus three and a half. Danny, what do you got on this?
3: I'm all on board the Dolphins train right now. I mean, obviously, they will always beat the Patriots as long as they play in Miami. I think Miami is just going to be a – I think they're going to be – give uh buffalo a run for their money so i'll take miami plus three now.
1: i'm with you man i miami is a good matchup you remember that thursday night game last year um where where miami had it obviously the offense is a little better Tua had a, a weird quote sent you know talking about how he can't see receivers he shouldn't admit that but it is what it is um and so i i, I think if the ravens win this game i think it'll by be by a field goal so uh, I'm not like confident in Dolphins outright, but I do think this game will be close. I'm going Dolphins. Justin, what are you going? Didn't the Dolphins beat the
2: Ravens last year?
1: Yeah, on Thursday yeah. Night Football. That was Robert Hunt had the touchdown. Ravens are out.
2: back. Lamar Jackson's going to have a revenge FU season. Ravens minus three and a half. They're my Super Bowl team this year.
1: Word up. All right. So, and the listeners also went Dolphins. So it's Justin versus everybody on this game. Mm. All right. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady Face the Saints uh, Plus two and a half Ta- Tom Brady has not been able to beat the Saints In a regular season game Since joining the Bucs 0-4 oh and, oh and Which is wild to think about um, But it's not going to happen it's, He's going to change it Bucks minus two and a half uh, I think they're going to win this game The Bucks are my NFC f- pick for the Super Bowl this year um, Defense looks really good Jameis James and those Saints, they only looked good in the fourth quarter last week. They were bad through quarters one through three. Um, and I think the Bucks will have their number. So I'm going Bucks minus two and a half. The listeners are going against me with Saints plus two and a half. Justin, what are you going?
2: Yeah, I'm with Bobby. I just feel like the the streak and whatever bad voodoo is going to work itself out this game. So give me Bucks minus two and a half.
1: Danny, what about you?
3: I will be going with the listeners because, yes, the Bucs looked good that that last week, but I'm still not buying. They can beat the Saints, so give me New Orleans.
1: Patriots at Steelers plus two. I was kind of so, a little surprised to see the Patriots favored in this game. They're um, favored? Oh. Yeah, I think.
3: I. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. My-
1: Mitchell Drubisky sucks, man, and the Steelers going to get the run game go, but I just think they have more talent overall, and they got good coaching as well, and I know Bill Belichick is always – Had Mike Tomlin's number, so maybe I'm I'm talking myself out of this pick a little bit. But I I got Steelers plus two. Danny, what do you got?
3: Yeah, Trubisky did not look great. That's why I wanted him to be our backup. So I'll be taking the Patriots because they got embarrassed last week. I think they'll have a bounce-back game this week against Mitchie. Eh, no, I take that back because I just realized the Patriots are weird right now. They got Joe Judge. Well, come on, I just wrote plays. it down. Too late. Also, isn't Mac stupid. Jones? Start? If you wrote it down, I could take the paths. If it's been written down on paper, I'll, I'll keep the yeah, pick. Yeah, it's That's written down on, it. on paper. It's written? Well, I don't like my own pick, but I'll, I'll keep the Patriots. I think Mac Jones. Well, you is can. Also what
1: do you run. want? Steelers or Patriots? No, 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 no.
3: It's already ran down the paper. That's how it's been since the dawn of this show. If it's on the paper, it counts, Justin.
2: Yeah, I'm going Steelers. I think Mac Jones is kind of hurt, isn't he?
3: He's not on the injury report, but he, there's no shot he's healthy after. I believe it was a. Or right, he sit, he sat out practice with an illness, so I don't really
2: consider. That. I'm still going Steelers. supposed to.
1: Bengals at Cowboys plus seven. Listeners went Bengals. Are we all going Bengals on this? Yeah. Like the Cowboys yeah. suck, right? Yeah, I'm not taking yes. Cooper Rush. What do you think this is? All right, we got uh, Cardinals at Rams minus five and a half. That Raiders. spread worries me. Even though I do feel confident the Raiders are going to win this game, but I'm just going with. Uh, I, I got the Raiders minus five and a half. What about you, uh, Danny? You know, I'm
3: gonna, I'm gonna. I still ride the Cardinals, so I'll be taking the Cardinals plus five and a half. They played the Chiefs. They're, they're, of course, they were going to get.
1: Yeah, I don't think the Cardinals the are level. as
3: bad as they were last week. But it's, it's not It's not the second half of the season yet. That's when I start fading the Cardinals. Right now, I'm riding that train. Justin.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals plus five and a half, even though I literally think the Cardinals are going to be the team in the NFL this year that crashes and burns, but I don't know if they're going to get beat that bad this week.
1: Yeah, that's just a, that's a big line. Listeners are going with me and the Raiders. This is a surprisingly big line, obviously, but I guess it has to do with what happened last week. Um, Titans at Bills minus ten. Um, I mean, I'm going Titans plus ten. Like, I, I love the Bills, but that's a the Titans are still a team, and-, and I think they match up fairly well with the Bills, who played a little more too high coverage and are going to be more committed to the run game. So I think the tight and the Titans, like they got good coaches. They got to bounce back a little bit. So I got Titans plus 10. Justin, what do you got?
2: Yeah. Even if the bills have an opportunity to really, you know, put the gas down on this game, I think they're going to try and be a team that runs the ball a little bit more this year. So therefore it'll keep Tennessee in the game. So Tennessee plus 10
3: Danny. Yeah. I mean, even though a Tennessee is a better team than what the line showing. It's just the wagons, I just can't get off them because I just have to keep circling them. So give me the Bills, minus 10.
1: Yeah, I feel a little gross not picking the Bills. (laughs) Um, The listeners are going Titans plus 10. So that's the Monday Night Football game. The second Monday Night Football game,
3: Vikings at Eagles minus 2. Danny, what do you got on this? I really just hate this game because, like, the Eagles look... fine last week but the vikings also look good but aaron Rodgers never plays well week one especially we learned that the last two years Uh, i'm gonna take the vikings plus two because i i need to see the eagles be a halfway decent team and i think this is the week the eagles can make their mark and be like hey we're we're gonna be something this year Uh, we don't know what we're gonna be but we'll be something the listeners are also going vikings plus two justin
2: this is tough this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. Vikings plus
1: two. All right, so we're all agreeing. I'm going Vikings plus two. I mean, the the Vikings beat the Packers last week. Justin Jefferson went off. The Eagles went got into a, a showdown with the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings on this. I mean, they're not. Even, I think the Vikings might even should be favored in this game, but it is what it is. All right, that's spread picks. Now for Giants score predictions. Danny.
3: Uh, I know everyone's hyping up the Giants right now because we won one game in pretty odd fashion, but we won uh, the Panthers. I just, I'm—they're um, not that good of a team in my opinion. I don't like Baker. I don't like who's coaching their offense. I don't, it might not be a beautiful, good-looking win, but I think the Giants get it done again this week. I'm gonna take the Giants going two zero. Something I never thought I would say in my life. Uh, they win by a final score of twenty. Two thirteen. 13. By the way, I didn't
1: bring this up. I meant to I finally got a smart TV because oh. the freaking NFL on Prime crap pissed me off. Oh, out. yes. Right now so my TV stand's not uh, big enough for cuz the 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 legs are on the sides where my other one was in, in the middle. So yeah. be- I, I I didn't have time to buy a TV stand today. So <sighs> I literally have my old TV stand and then a speaker with a box of business cards under the leg right now to watch the game
3: I would love uh, okay. to know how how bad Prime does tonight just because no one like a lot of the boomers can't figure out how to get on
1: that's basically me like I've I, my, <laughs> I had I've had this last TV for eight years I bought it at a garage sale for 50 bucks um, Justin what's your I, I just remembered I wanted to bring that up in the show Justin what's your score <laughs> prediction for the Giants game
2: I am really really nervous about this game um cool. Bobby said it at the stop. Bobby said it at the top that you know, out of all these teams the next three weeks, this is probably the team that matches up with the Giants the toughest. But I don't care. It's the home opener. The Giants will score 31 points. The first time that they oh scored
1: God. over
2: 30 points since Dallas 2020. And the Giants offense will be scoring 31 points, which the Giants offense has not scored at least 30 points since the the Andrew Thomas Bowl 2019 in Washington the Giants will win 31 to 27
1: do you guys remember when the the old 30 point streak Ben McAdoo you know couldn't didn't get 30 points in his first two years as a head coach remember what team that was broken against the Panthers Carolina Panthers and they got fifth down but they're not getting fifth down they're just going to be down there is no way I'm losing to Ben McAdoo's stupid ass and his little Jason Garrett offense there's no way I'm not doing it. I'm not losing to Baker Mayfield. We got robbed of the J- Daniel Jones-Baker Mayfield comments uh, matchup when Daniel Jones was hurt in 2020. But don't let Daniel Jones' per, uh, personality to the media uh, p- uh, uh, distract you. That man does not like Baker Mayfield and that bullshit he said. And I'm going to, I cannot wait till after this game to tweet at Baker Mayfield. Hey, Baker Mayfield. Sometimes you forget you have to win because the Panthers will not win and the Giants will be 2-0 and we are going to be the happiest fans in the entire NFL because the Giants are winning 77-0. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy another Giants victory. We'll be back for another victory Monday. You guys are never going to hear Beck again. We'll see you guys. We appreciate you. Until then, let's go big blue.